You're listening to the Iron Sights Podcast. In this episode, we're talking all things health. More specifically, what does healthy actually feel like? This episode is brought to you by Red Dot Fitness training products and programs. If you're interested in following a consistent workout program or working with a coach one-on-one, visit rdftrainonline.com. You can work with a coach, enroll in our online membership, or follow one of our self-guided workout or nutrition programs. Learn more by going to rdftrainonline.com. That's rdftrainonline.com. Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation, and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. I just came off at, well, we, so Cece and I just traveled, uh, and then Jeff, we all three of us had traveled even the week before, but last weekend I was in a, I just had a really cool experience. I'll talk about that a little bit, but the previous week we had a weekend, we also had a really good experience, and one of my big takeaways from it was being able to enjoy it, uh, or both of the, both of these things. And what I mean by that is I was not restricted in any way. And, uh, and when I say restricted, I mean, there was nothing holding me back from participating, uh, feeling like I wanted to participate and being able to fully, uh, you know, sort of, I guess it enjoy immerse yourself. Yeah. Immerse, yeah. That's a really good word. Yes. Cause I was going to say enjoy, but that doesn't really describe it. It's like immerse myself in the experience where I could take it all in. And it got me thinking because I was in, in some of these cases, because these were two training events. So to be specific, um, uh, the first one was California range weekend. It was a long two days mm-hmm. for us. It was actually turned into about three days for, for those, for vendors or people that were putting it on and for other people that went down early. So it was a couple of long days of training and interacting and seeing people and, you know, it was like, a, it was almost like being at a wedding or a family reunion for like That's two and a half yeah. straight days. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. And so if anybody's been there, like been to one of those events, they know like it was as joyful, if you will, as a time as that should be, it must be really stressful. And it just, it can be fucking exhausting. It can just kind of take everything out of you. At no point did I feel that at the end, you know, I was like, I'm run down, but that, and then the other event was we had had to travel cross country, went all the way down to uh, South Florida. And I spent two uh, full days in, in immersed would be the right term in this, in this case, in a, in a, in a training seminar. And some of you may or may not get this, but it's close quarters battle. So it's, or sh- short as CQB where you're, you're basically moving through rooms, clearing rooms with firearms and, in, uh, it's not like this wasn't like LARPing or role play stuff. It was more, uh, situational awareness and training and the, the, the mental and psychological fatigue of the problem solving we were being trained to do and then actually execute, uh, takes a lot out of you to the extent that like, if you're moving like a single room problem is one thing, but let's say add another room to it. Uh, by the time we got to room two, people were breathing heavy. They were sweating. Like, and it wasn't because we were like physically moving fast. In fact, we were doing the opposite. We were moving very slow, which was the key. And so without getting too far down into that, I found what I found is people by the end of day one were really losing it. 
their mental acuity, their physical ability, uh, their ability to, I guess, uh, the resiliency to go through a problem and then, you know, basically be, what's the word? Uh, I guess <clears throat> you get feedback, right? You'd be critiqued. Yeah. That's yeah, the word. Shut the whole thing down. Yeah. You yeah. Can stop, you know, yeah. we got to critique this, their ability to take those critiques or be, uh, present for those, those critiques began to dissipate and you could see it on people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will tell you the people that were more physically fit and, uh, and, or I knew ahead of time they had more uh, demanding jobs, you know, physically and psychologically demanding jobs and train. And that is when I, when I say train, I mean, take care of their health and fitness did way better. Uh, so specifically going back to CRW, there's a lot of people out there that by hour six, mm-hmm. you know, in some of these more physical uh, training sessions when we were out there on the firearms range, people were being asked to not participate. Right. Uh, you're not going to run this this drill live. You're going to run it dry mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're not you're not moving with the rest of the group. There's some uh, safety issues here, and yeah, you're a liability. It's exactly what it is. You become a liability. So what's the point of all this? The point of it all is, is I was able to walk away from both of those things and, and, and look at myself. And by the way, I'm twice the age <laughs> of a few of the people that were that more than I would say at least at least 30 percent of the people that were in my my groups. Mm-hmm. I'm twice or close to twice the age. Yeah, of some these of them people. are young professionals, right? These are. Yeah. In some cases, law enforcement New, officers, law which, enforcement by the way, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not uh, this is not to disparage them. In fact. God bless them for fucking being there because these guys don't get a lot of extra training unless they go out and get it on their own. And, and these guys are taking time out of yeah. their schedule. They were spending their dollars. Yep. They were putting in their effort to do it. So God forbid everything. My family's ever in a situation. Fuck. I want those guys showing up. Yep. Right. I want those dudes that are putting in that, that stuff. So that sidebar. Um, but my point of that was, is yeah, I, I was handling it and I felt really good. And so when I walked away from it, I was just like, what is the, what am I feeling here? And I guess that the term that I would use is I just feel healthy. I feel vibrant. I feel ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure a lot of the other people in there felt like that. And I'm not sure a lot of the other people in there would have, and, and that's not, again, not taking away from anybody, but the people that were struggling, let's just say the people that were struggling would even recognize <laughs> what that feels like if they felt it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying because you know, <laughs> What you're, what you've just said, it brings us to the topic as far as what does healthy feel like? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't stop and you don't think about, well, what does healthy feel like? Then you don't really know, or you haven't really given yourself the space to think about it, to reflect on it. So it's just, you're just living and you're continuing about your day and, you know, this is how you feel, or this is how you don't feel or whatever. I mean, you just don't really, I guess, acknowledge it. If you don't give yourself the space to think about it. You don't know what you don't know. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it's also you have to look at, you know, Western society, right? We grow up and you're kind of raised a certain way. So if you're raised in that kind of healthy awareness where your mom's cooking good food and you mm-hmm. kind of understand that relationship, there's very few people. Most people, as myself grew up, I soda, you know, uh, pizza rolls, all this stuff. Yep. I had to come on this on, onto my own, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and well. I've been very unhealthy in my life Mm -hmm. and I have been very healthy. And I will tell you, I will pick healthy every time, right? It's a different feeling. And like you guys are saying, if you don't know, right, as Eli likes to talk about dirty windshield, right? You can't (laughs) see through it until it's clean. Once it's clean, 
right? You're like, oh shit, I can see. I didn't really know that I couldn't see. The glass see. could get this clean. Like you had like <laughs> shitty windshield wipers on a dirty windshield. Mm-hmm. And then you change those windshield oh, wipers out. Such and a put a little day. bit more uh, solution in the in the windshield washer reservoir. And well, you wash your car. <laughs> all, all of a sudden you can see. And by the way, who doesn't like driving around in a clean car? Yeah, right. It just feels better, mm-hmm. right? Looks Everything better. feels better, better in a clean car. <laughs> Looks better, come when on. You're driving. But the, the other analogy that I would make is like it's being in like a, a in a really bad relationship. But oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't Dude. know. You don't know. Yeah. Until right? you're out, yeah. And so then you come out the other side and maybe you get into a, into a really great relationship. And every relationship's got its challenges, right? But now you fucking know. You're so grateful and so thankful that it isn't like that. And now you can recognize or spot that bad thing from a long way away. Yes. So you have this like different level of awareness. Yeah. Unless you're masochistic and you want to go back for seconds. Yeah, I mean. which is interesting because <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of people are like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, dude, they're, it's they're afraid to make right? they're afraid to make change. Yeah. Or again, we've talked about this that 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 being deeply ingrained, I think, in the human mm-hmm. psyche or DNA, which is that complacency yeah. or laziness. I want to be comfortable. I want like What's interesting is that they keep returning to a level of discomfort, but it's just maybe a little less uncomfortable than it was before. And to them, that's good. Which is crazy because if you think about like evolution over time, like we've we've come and resisted so much. Like, how are we so fucking weak right now? Like, how is this not ingrained in our DNA that we're like survivors? Well, that's the thing for me is, you know, how much of it is surviving and how much of it is 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 living vibrantly going back to the. Mm Am I just existing here yeah. or am I surviving? Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with one of our coaches yesterday. <sighs> yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was after coming back and feeling this feeling, right? And by the way, I'm tired. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I, after these two weeks of traveling, the jet lag and whatever else, I, I definitely can tell I am run down and I'm managing things appropriately. We can talk about that. But came back and had a conversation with one of our nutrition coaches yesterday about a, um, a consult that, that this, that he had with, with a guy who came in who was having, he just, he'd come from his doctor and he's like, Oh shit, I need to make some changes. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm still, I'm having a, you know, CeCe's looking at me right now. I'm having a hard time even kind of fathoming this, but some of the stuff that's going on, this guy's a young man, he's 30 years old. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Not the head turn was too slow on that one. Eli bleep that shit. Uh, Oh, these Jockos got me today. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> she's, she's like, he's a, CC, no, no more sponsorship. CC thinks burps and farts are the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, look at her well, right I mean, I just wouldn't child. have expected you to do it on this, child. So on this platform. Yeah, you got it. Why? I do it in every other platform. Uh, is that open just, game? Just, then? just the first, first time here. Anyway, so this guy comes in for a consult and like he's telling the story. Like there's going through these basic health and health questionnaire and, and, and to keep it very brief, dude's got like a rest, uh, had a fasting glue. He's diabetic fasting glucose at like 500. So he told me this the other day and I think there was probably a few seconds in between. And I said, wait a minute, did you just say fasting? Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. And, and this is goes back to the survivability and things like that. And so the other part is uh, he's diabetic. So he's basically just been managing this. Like how does somebody get through it's managing it with a medication mm-hmm. and insulin, which is also obviously a medication. It's prescribed. So metformin and, and, uh, and this insulin. guy is not a big guy. No, he's not. Uh, by no, the way, so I, yeah, so yeah, that, that's not the a thing. fat person. Mm-hmm. So when you look so. at him, but he, he, and he'd been through like a 70 pound weight loss already over several years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when asked, well, okay, well, what have you done? Like, obviously you were, you've lost 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously done something. And the guy's like, no, not really. 
which comes back to the medication piece. It's simply been managed through wow. medication and uh, not really a lifestyle change at all. Okay, well, let's talk about what you're putting in your system every day from a dietary perspective because he was sitting out with our nutrition coach, obviously natural <laughs> questions to be asked, right? Yeah. He was drinking two, two liters of soda per day. Damn. I'm like, how does this guy even have his his limbs anymore? How does he not have a had a had a cut or a foot cut off or a leg cut off or something like that? Mm-hmm. I was stunned. Here's the point of this, and that is that in to speaking to to your point, Jeff, the the human machine is an amazing, amazing thing. What it will put up with, tolerate, get through, and ultimately survive through is nothing short of miraculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when I hear stories like this, when I see that, I'm like, wow. And here's the thing, like, what was it that drove this guy in? He was having digestive issues, go figure, right? <laughs> he was having digestive issues, which were basically debilitating him. And he ultimately went back to his doctor and then some stuff came up in those, in the test results and things where he's like, holy shit, like basically you're 30 years old. You keep doing this, you're going to be dead soon. I, why he's not already, I don't know, right? It's, it's, it's be hard pressed to answer that question. Uh, but this goes back to being healthy and feeling healthy. So for the majority, for the majority of this person's adult life, they've been extremely unhealthy and they don't know what being on the other end of that looks like. And now they're at this point where they're in a really tough spot, right? And trying to find out what healthy can uh, look and feel like for them or for him. And that makes me sad. But it also gives me perspective on kind of where I was, where I'm coming from with this. I felt great. Like, and I was really able to be totally present for everything, which I think when you go, when you ask the question, Cece, uh, what does it feel like to be healthy? Feeling present, I think, is one of the major things. And and truly being able to be there and not have to work at doing that. If I have to work at getting myself in the game in order to be part of an event or a family gathering or... Yeah, man, that that's a lot of extra energy spent, uh, and that. It, so if you're if you're one of those people, it's just like, man, every time one of these things come comes up, I have to do a lot of work to sort of mentally and physically prepare myself to get through it. That's a pretty good indication that you're bordering on the on the side of of or having some type of a health issue. And this could be psychological, emotional, physical, f- physiological health issues. And there's a lot of things that go into that. And I, we just painted a, a really real life example of somebody who's not taking care of themselves from a nutritional exercise perspective, who is going to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the sense that we just, we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, so circling back, uh, the, the, with like the relationship piece and having a relationship with yourself and with your own health, like, what does it feel like to be really healthy? So you, and what does it feel like to be really unhealthy? So you have like a litmus, you have like a yeah. compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are some of the other things that come up for you guys with regard to like, how do you, how does healthy feel? Like, what should you be feeling if somebody's out there going, oh, I've just kind of been ignoring this thing. Like this is, what do you mean? This isn't normal. If you have diarrhea every day. Yeah. Or you can't poop. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had that, but you know, i the opposite. No, like, but seriously, if you're having like loose stool consistently every day, that's an issue. This is a really good point, man. Just looking at your poop. I mean, there's a, I'm not going to go down the different colors and all that. You can do that yourself on research, but there's different, there's ways to look at your poop and tell what your gut health is. Yeah. This is, this is something, obviously, you know, people just heard that and they're probably like, going, okay, you know, pause. <laughs> Muted, uh, yeah, we're off. Yeah. We're off. And I'm, I'm, I'm tuned out. This should be talked about way more than it mm-hmm. isn't obviously mm-hmm. because it's slightly uncomfortable yeah, for sure. Not uncomfortable for me at all. And people, we see people get uncomfortable when we ask them about it, you know, when they're here at the gym. 
in an appropriate context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, what, what's your, you know, what does your regular poop cycle look like? Yeah. Uh, you know, I go every three days. Uh, that's a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should not if every three days, sometimes it goes a little bit longer. Really? Have you ever stopped to ask yourself, like, why is that? Like, does that feel normal to you? But to, to what we were saying, like, look, if this is what you've been doing forever, it just maybe feels like normal. That is, it is your normal. So going back to like your, your, your digestive tract, your GI tract and what's going on there, that there's, there's camps out there that will say, show me something that's going on outside the body and I'll, and it directly relates to the gut. Like particularly like with skin things, like you got a skin issue. Yep. Tell me what's going on in your gut and I'll tell you why you have that skin problem. Yeah. Right. And, and it's that's a, a big one last that's a broad years, statement, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of, uh, truth to that as you, as we've, as we've started to uncover a lot more, but you've got energy brain fog. I mean, so many things are based mm-hmm. around the digestive tract, right? That's where we're assimilating nutrients. Mm-hmm. That's if we can't do that, that area is inflamed and we're not getting nutrients across, we can just be eating stuff and pooping it out. It, right. It doesn't mean that we're assimilating and getting those nutrients. It could be worse too, because the stuff that we're putting in there, not only are we just eating it and pooping it out, we're not getting anything. It's, it's inflaming. Yeah, the, it's making it worse. It's inflaming the system. It's making it worse. It's creating more of a quote unquote leaky gut situation, which we talked about on the, mm-hmm. on the show. This should make good sense to people. Like if I, if, if my, my gut is inflamed, if my, if what I'm putting in is coming out, um, once every three days or whatever it is, like we talk about, or you're having diarrhea constantly, think about this. Yeah. Like, obviously, like h- how efficient do you think your body is really being onboarding that energy? If that's the case for you, I guarantee you, I could, I could tell you right now, you just mentioned brain fog, low energy. You're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Your, yeah. a- your appetite is all over the place. If it's, if it's existent, it's probably minimal. Yeah. And if it, if it, if you're uh, hungry all the time, yeah, you're, you're, you have major gut distress, right? So it's not just that you're, you know, what you're leaving behind in the, in the bathroom every day is a problem. Every time you put something, you got to guarantee you have a problem. That's not normal, right? I guarantee you your sex drive sucks, right? You're, you're, uh, you're not seeing the results that you want to see in the gym, whether that you're, you're gaining weight and can't seem to lose any, no, no matter how often you're working out. Uh, those are, those are telltale signs. Like something is wrong. This is not, this is not normal. Uh, but it never ceases to amaze you that, that people continue to feel this way and they're not paying attention. So yeah, you should, you, you're, when you put something in your gut, it should not, you should not have an immediate reaction uh, in an, in, that creates discomfort. You just shouldn't have, you shouldn't be doing that. That's a signal telling yourself that what you're doing isn't, isn't good. Yeah. 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 There's a ton of ways to address that. Uh, and but we can't get into all those today. We would, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. We talk about gut health, but there are ways to address that. But one of those ways is to start fucking paying attention to the signals that your body's, body's giving. You're putting this stuff in there and you're getting this response. Stop it. It's just, that really is that simple. Like find something else. Um, so going back to my experiences over the weekend, um, Saturday, I was complete. I was so busy when we were at the the range weekend event. I just didn't eat very much, and I was feeling the impacts of that later in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also know what that feels like, so I could recognize it. And I was sort of there was a little bit of a, I, w- I would just say, you know, mental fortitude I was putting forth to kind of get through it and kind of bring myself back in and stay in the game. Then mm-hmm. by the end of the day, I was super exhausted, and I also knew, and I knew right away, 
the next day there were going to be consequences for this. And I wanted to have another great day. Yep. So I made sure I got up, right? And I, well, I actually ate a little bit before I went to bed that night. And I had to kind of force it down because I didn't have much mm-hmm. of an appetite because you you sort of reach that point yep. where you're over the end. Mm-hmm. Cortisol's up, you're out, your appetite's down. Like there's all kinds of things happening there. It had been a big day, but I forced myself to eat a little bit. And then I got up the next day and I was trying to kind of front load the day. Uh, because I knew I was chasing calories. Mm-hmm. So again, there's a, there was an awareness for me at that point. But I noticed people weren't eating. And then I also noticed people were just kind of eating, you know, kind of crap all day. Snacking on... Snacking on... Chips and chips crackers and, and, and... Yep. Cookies yeah. and Whoa. shit that was easily transported, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Which is pretty, pretty typical. But when I was at... Was, it was in Florida in this two-day event, like, <clears throat> I was really fortunate because Cece and I were pre-planning. Like we knew it was going to be long days. Uh, there was, there was a great, like, I don't know. Fresh food. Fresh food. Like, yeah. It was fresh greens, fresh veggies and fresh proteins. Fresh proteins. Uh, well, that wasn't too far from the place we were at. So like, that's what we need to be doing to keep, get ourselves through the day and make sure that we're up. She was working out in the morning. I was going to the, to the, to the class. We'd meet up for lunch. And then later that night we were trying to put down some serious food because, there's not, wasn't a lot of time to eat during the day. So we were having snacks. There was fruit. There was some, a little bit of protein snacks, uh, but hard to get the calories in. Yeah. Well, at lunchtime, <laughs> these guys are running down the street oh getting gosh, fucking yeah. pizzas. They're getting whole pizzas. Pieces? Yeah. And then they're like, they're struggling towards the end of the day. Fuck whole yeah, whole yeah. pizzas. They're yeah, eating yeah. pizza. Wow. So not, you had a, we had an hour, <laughs> right? So you order a pizza. It's like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever from the time you call the time they haven't made. You walk down, you get it back. Now you got 20 minutes or whatever to... To, uh, to, to fire it down. So now you just mm. stuff your gut full of sodium, full of uh, complex carbohydrate, uh, full of fat, you know, mm-hmm. full of fatty meats. Your body's just going into just throwing as much blood down there into that system as it can in order to, to grind through it and make some sense of it and get it into your, whatever it can get into your body and your body, which takes away from all the things that you need to be you need to have in your body to number one, physically perform and number two, mentally perform. Absolutely. Acuity, mental acuity. So if you're one of those people that's like filling that low spot during the day, like examine what did you do to avoid that low spot and why is it that that's happening? You know, it's interesting because I'm listening to you <clears throat> talk about this and I started to share the story earlier. And I remember as, um, as an athletic trainer, when I was at Tennessee, there was a training table and it was free lunch. So I would go and I'd get my free lunch. And then in the afternoons, I would sit there in my chair or I'd be out at practice and I'd think, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to realize that's not normal. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel like that. But I thought I was eating the same thing that my boss, who was a freaking machine, she was eating. And I mean, I remember watching her eat potatoes and pasta and, you know, she had a little bit of protein and she worked out really hard. Me at the time, I was not working out that hard, but I was eating kind of like what she was eating. And dude, my body couldn't handle it. One, I had a lot more fat on me. I didn't have nearly as much muscle mass as she had. And um, so I didn't need all that energy that all those calories that I was putting into my Mm -hmm. body and my insulin levels and stuff like that. Oh man, it felt like trash. Yeah. I think the, um, the, the part of the moral of that story is just because it works for somebody else yeah, doesn't mean doesn't it's going to work, work for, for you. you. Right. And their healthy could be different from your healthy. 
right? And you need to take account for that. Just because it worked for Susie over here doesn't necessarily mean I need to jump on board with that same program and, and do the same thing. We're all individuals. It, but, and that starts with taking stock, you know, having a, a, a high level of awareness. But going back to your choosing different food types in order to, to, to feel healthy, like if you're putting food in your system, and immediately you feel like you need to take a nap, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that, I'm going to use air quotes around healthy. That's not optimal, right? That, that means your body's is got a, uh, let's just say maybe a, it may be appropriate for the position you put it in, but it's sort of an inappropriate response to the food from a hormone perspective. It's shuttling insulin in there, you know, as fast as it can. And then all it overdoes that. And then it has to turn on glucagon. And so it's turning that on and then that overdoes it. And the next thing you know, you feel like you want to go to sleep and whatever. That's not a real healthy state to no. be in. And you're supposed to be alert at that point. Yeah, I you mean, know? <laughs> and, and, and carry this over into being a boss, being mm-hmm. a parent, uh, being a coach, uh, all of being the, an employee, being a, a performer <laughs> where people count on you. Like that's, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, when I'm thinking about that, for me, like when I eat carbohydrates in the morning, regardless of what it is, I get that kind of like tired rush. Mm-hmm. And so I eat protein and fat first meal. Mm-hmm. And then I start loading carbs around my workout and in, intra and yeah. then post and then all day at the end up yeah. into nighttime. Dude, carbs are great right before bed, yep. guys. Yep. Yeah. You sleep, right? So cor- yeah. So yeah. carbohydrate. So this is, a, I think, a, also a discussion that could go a lot of different directions. I want to make sure we try to keep it on point with like what does healthy feel like, but one of the worst times to eat a huge meal would be like right before you go to bed, right? For a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, not for everybody, but for a lot of people because their gut just can't handle. It needs to digest that. before you go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It needs to get, or at least for some time. Yeah. But the thing that you mentioned there about carbohydrate, carbohydrate switches off cortisol and we want cortisol to shut down at night yep. so that we can sleep. It mm-hmm. should be dipping at the end of the day. The problem is if we're chronically, uh, sort of overworking that system and stimulating that system. It stays elevated throughout the day and we get to the end of the day and we can't go to sleep, right? We're wired and tired, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good way to turn that off is to put some some carbohydrate in there. Some people are like, well, what the fuck? What about the little guy down there in my gut that says carbs after seven switches the switch on the rails and that goes, that shit goes straight to fat. It's a fucking fallacy. Yeah. It, that, it The body doesn't work like that. Obviously, if you are... Uh, if you are having some insulin resistance issues, then yes, this could be a, a bigger problem for you. But carbohydrates, again, working alongside cortisol, having carbohydrate at the end of the day can be a healthy thing in order mm-hmm. to shut down that cortisol response and help you get more into the rest and digest versus the mm-hmm. uh, w- tired and, and wired uh, state. And I know there's people out there listening that know exactly what I'm talking about when I say tired and wired. Like you're, you're sitting there at the end of the day and you feel fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. And you either grab your screen, turn on your TV or whatever, hoping to go to sleep, or you lay there in bed staring at the ceiling and you, you can't fall asleep. That is not normal. And we keep using this term normal. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is it's been normalized. Yes. Right? But it isn't, it isn't healthy. Uh, and why isn't it healthy? We could get it, it could, it's a whole cascade of effects when we're not sleeping and we're not digesting correctly and we're not feeling rested at the, the next day, which I think is the next point. Right. Like one of the things for me is like when I wake up exhausted the next day, I know something's off. Mm-hmm. Right? I am pretty good about my sleep uh, and I am hyper aware of when I do not get enough or when things. In fact, it gives me anxiety. Like if I haven't gotten enough sleep for a couple of days, I know what's coming and it's not good. It's like exhaustion. It's shut down. It's my digestive system changes. Like, so I can't I don't handle food 
uh, and the diet that I would t- typically have, uh, the same. Then the next thing that happens now, because my low energy and my digestion is off, then my, my, uh, drive to work out and get my fitness done, done begins to decline. And again, and there's probably people out there listening to this right now that then drives a psychological component, right? Of fuck, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not working out, right? I'm not sleeping well. I'm irritable. I'm cranky, hangry, if you will, which is again, a, like a, a weird thing because I'm not eating, mm-hmm. right? I get hangry. Yeah. Uh, and because I'm hangry and because I'm hangry, I don't feel like working out. And when I'm not working out, that's not again, balancing back out those, that, that hormonal response. And now I'm in this vicious cycle. And then I'm like, damn, now I'm, I'm depressed or I'm, I'm upset or whatever. I need to take the edge off. Where, where do I go? Fucking go grab some beers. Mm. Let's go grab some drinks. Mm. Right. Because that'll make me feel better. It'll make me feel tired. It will put me to sleep. But at the same time, I know I never get into the deep sleep. Yep. Now I'm onboarding empty, non-nutritious calories that then end up taking me into this, this decline with regard to hormonal processes. And I've just now created this, again, this tornado or cyclone of things. I'm just talking about over a couple of days, Mm -hmm. but I know people that live life like this Mm -hmm. and they don't need to live life, life like this. This is not healthy. And if you're listening, you know who you are. Like, it shouldn't be like this. And so when, when we're talking about like, what does healthy feel like? If healthy feels tired, if it feels, if, if, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling lethargic, lethargic, if you don't wake up with a rock hard boner yeah, yeah. for a dude, Look, for a dude, sorry. I mean, girl boners, do you guys get girl boners? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. No, nah, we'll have to ask somebody. We're else. new. We're, we're <laughs> new times, man. So. Hey, hit us up if you've ever had a girl boner. We're just say, reach out. We're new we're times. New, we're right new here. Times. I, I, Depends I, on what type. Just of hit my. Hit my. Hit my Instagram. We'll I get all know, the answers. I wouldn't know how to define that at this point. Me either. But, but we're going to learn it. We're but you're, get it but you're making a, you're making a good point. I mean, there are some natural things that happen with the body, and what we've normalized is the unnatural mm-hmm. or the the less healthy things. For sure. And then we get the questions, which is again, going back like to my, our, my experiences or our experiences when we're out there and we're running around, uh, doing different things, whether that's professionally or physically or, or whatever else, you know, well, what do you do? You know, like what's your, you know, <laughs> what supplements do you take or, you know, <laughs> what's your workouts look like or whatever. It's such a loaded question, yeah. uh, because a lot of times what we end up having to do is peel back all these layers to find out all the stuff that we just talked about. And there's so many other things that need to be addressed in order to get healthy. Working out or exercise is a part of this. Outlet. Yeah, it's a part of this. It's part of the formula that we use. You know, people have heard us talking about this eat squared plus E, eating real food, adequate macronutrients and micronutrients, sleep and stress management and exercise. Uh, the, the exercise piece is a major component for us, but there's all these other things. And we've just mentioned all the things that start to contribute to, uh, this, this disconnect. And it doesn't matter how hard you're working out. In fact, the working out could be detrimental. Mm -hmm. It could make all of this worse. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are like, well, that's my therapy. That's my church. That's my outlet. Okay. Uh, like I, I'm, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, you could be choosing worse things to do unless you're using, unless when you're doing it, it's taking away or it's, it's exacerbating these other problems. And you may not even realize that maybe you need to work out less. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to spend more time working on the, the types of foods that you're eating and getting better sleep and, and working through some, maybe some different protocols or different, um, different things to help you catch up. Cause I feel like a lot of people have mental 
you know, emotional, spiritual problems that they try to fix with fitness. They come in like, dude, I'm gonna have a six pack. I'm going to get rid of all this negative self-talk that they have going on. Right. You really need to be healthy mentally and emotionally inside. To have a healthy relationship with fitness. Yeah. You can't just, you know, your blood works fine, but you know, like you're talking about, you have negative self-talk, you hate yourself, you hate your job. Inside is all negative, you know, mm-hmm. narrative mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy either, Mm-mm. right? And also, you know, let's say the person looks the best. You're like, dude, this guy is so healthy, right? But, you know, he's he's almost put a gun to his right. mouth two times. You have no idea, right? So having the balance and when you're healthy, you're going to look good, right? Like, dude, like you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm healthy and I still look like shit. Like you're going to look better. You're going to be vibrant. Your skin's going to be better. Uh, Everything is going to fall into place. Right. And so also making sure that you have that mental and emotional piece tied in with eating and moving and, you know, trying to be optimal. Right. Sometimes we're not for an athlete, whatever. But if you're new and you're trying to come into this, like what does healthy feel like? You need to hit both sides. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I mean, that's such a solid point. I've been in, we've all been in this business a long time and I've come across so many people that look, you know, uh, the, the image of health is there and that's all it is. It's an image. And, uh, we, you know, we bring up social media a lot. I mean, now it's, oh, you know, now you it's, think all you used to all be magazines. You used to all be magazines when I was growing up, like this is what health looks like. And then it, then, you know, the, the internet came out and so we could get more access to it and there were more people. And then, you know, now it's on Instagram and you, you can't, there's no shortage of it. It's kind of everywhere. and there's, there's a disconnect. There's a major disconnect. disconnect. And, you know, without making excuses or, and without, uh, without, uh, victimizing, uh, or, or, or playing the victim or anything else, I think it's really easy to fall into that trap. And to your, to your point, Jeff, there, there needs to be a self-examination of like, where am I on the mental and emotional health side of things? Because that absolutely impacts the other things. But you just mentioned something huge. If you're chasing health man, aesthetics, <laughs> Generally. It's not necessarily health. The, yeah. Usually the opposite. Like, yeah. Usually. And, and, and it isn't. But at the same time, if I am chasing health and a healthy lifestyle and a healthy uh, state of well-being, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of those things, generally. It's going to be a byproduct. I got my shit together. Mm-hmm. And, and aesthetically, things happen positively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's kind of weird in all of this is when we're talking about healthy, we've normalized unhealthy. And we've normalized like. Uh, Being healthy is weird for some people. It it is, but I guess what I'm looking at is like, okay, so you have this sense of self confidence, you have this sense of um, mental well being. You have a good, you know, it, there's a spirituality there that helps you stay grounded. You have healthy relationships and so forth. Yet your body is very unhealthy uh, for several reasons, whatever it is. And we talked about this on the obesity the obesity topic when we talk about the obesity epidemic and and normalizing an unhealthy body, mm-hmm. right? That is also not healthy. Not a fan. Because that is not, because I can, I can guarantee you, you can tell me all of these other things, you know, about your mental, spiritual, emotional health. If you are in that kind of a state as a human, you know, overweight, you've got some, you're, you're, you're at risk from, you know, on some of these potential metabolic disorders, mm-hmm. you, you're lying to me or you're not being realistic. It's one of the two. You're not fully aware of what's going on in those in those other components because the outcome or the byproduct, as I think you just put it there, CC, would be a healthier body. It just is what it is. Because what do they talk about? As above, so below, right? You How know, do you mean? So if I'm mentally having a hard time, like, do you think my body is going to follow or want to be in that, right? It's going to fight, right? So whatever's going on up top 
is going to transmit down low mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of an old school spiritual thought, but also brings back to, like to the body. Yeah, I think the part of that also is, is there's, you're generally going to find major overcompensations if those, those things are off. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're keep telling yourself, well, if you're not really right in the head, you're going to keep telling yourself that you are. Uh, yeah. And I'm not crazy. You are. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to ignore the signals, right? You're going to ignore the signals. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm fine. These aren't, these aren't my voices. They're yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm fine. Like it's all fine. And they will find, they will generally be overdoing it in other places, whether that's, you know, being over restrictive with their diet or I don't know if that's a term over restrictive, but just very, very rigid. There is nothing wrong with having some rigidity, you know, with, with regard to your routine, uh, and the, maybe the ritualization of what you do with your, with your nutrition. I'm not, I don't want to take away from that, but obsessive about it or same with the exercise being obsessive about the, uh, about the, 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 the exercise. And again, nothing wrong with ritualizing or habitualizing this Mm -hmm. and having a routine. But when it, when it, when that is the overcompensation to everything else, then I think you really have to look at like, are you really healthy? Like, is this really healthy behavior? Is this really health, healthy mindset? Is this really healthy Mm self-talk? Where might I be missing the pieces? Yeah. I don't know. I think, um, I guess my takeaway and how I opened this up was I just see people like not really knowing or having really discovered what maybe healthy really is for them. And, and I, I'm making this assumption, this generalization based on what I'm watching happen right in front of my eyes in terms of performance. Uh, so that's another thing is like, if there's one thing is like just being healthy and surviving, getting through your day and your day to day, but there's this other thing about performing it. Yeah. I like to surround myself with performers. For sure, That's just who I am. Uh, and because I like being pushed and over these last two weekends, I was pushed. And that was because of the majority of the group I think is really doing the same. Could they do it consistently? I don't know. I don't know. I found myself being challenged, you know, both weekends in a row to really challenge myself mentally and physically. And that, that type of, it's, it's different than a workout. It's yeah, that, 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 that's automatic. When you were me. talking about mental with the yeah. accused, like I was the right, like two hours in, I kind of looked over at Gerald and was like, there's a photo. Actually, Chris got it later. I'm just like head back. No, I saw you at the break. Yeah. I, dude, my <laughs> mind was blown. Mine was, yeah, mine I, was overblown. I asked you, I straight up asked you, say, how much have you had to eat today? You're like nothing. Yeah. 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 You guys, cause you guys, we were all up late the night before you had to drive out was, and then uh, drive back yeah. and you said nothing. Boom. Yeah. Right. Like you just, you're low on energy, low on and calories. Was, yeah. But the mental fortitude for that, uh, you really have to, you really you have, have to, to push. push. But I mean, it, it, it tired me out. So when you it, said that, that was hit me hard. How, how, and how sustainable is that over the long term? Not at all. Not because you, you start, you're kind of going through the motions. Like what I realized is I was like, dude, I've, like when I get to this next door or, you know, opposing threat, whatever they wanted to do this next step. Like I was always like, okay, tell me where to go. Cause right. like, I don't fucking know. Or my head is just right trying to wrap my head around, uh, you know, these it's like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. So if you're already trying to learn a new skill or you're, you're going through a move or a change in life, like maybe you're moving to a new house in a new city, you're, you're taking a new job, right? You've got a new kid, you've got a new relationship man, if these other things aren't in balance, yeah. right. Or you're, t- you're going to go take on this new challenge, whatever it is we just described, mm-hmm. you know, some things that we signed up for to, to challenge ourselves, something like a pandemic, a world event, a natural disaster comes to town or comes to your front doorstep and lands there right in front of you. 
if you're already teetering and playing the game of, no, it's fine, I'm healthy, when you're really not healthy, what do you think the outcome is going to be? How are you going to handle that? And I'm just going to leave it at this. You're either contributing or you're taking away. You're either an asset or you're a liability. And that's to yourself and to your community. That community could be your very close-knit family, the people around you. It could be the people, your workmates. It could be your people on the department. You know, if you're working for some, if you're a first responder, it could be, you know, the people at your workplace that depend on you to get projects done or whatever else. But when the shit hits the fan, and I'm talking again, this just might be, you just broke up. That's mm-hmm. shit hitting the fan for you. You just broke up with your, with your person. Or your kid all of a sudden got themselves into some shit that you didn't see coming and they made some bad decisions and now life seems to be upside down right now. Whatever it happens to be, if you don't, if you don't know healthy and you're not playing in a, in a world of health, I can tell you right now, the outcome of all of this is not going to be good and you're going to wind up spending a lot of time digging yourself out of a hole. So if that's you and you're concerned or you want to make a change or you've recognized this has resonated with you and you recognize you, you're, you're not as healthy as you may have thought you were. You've been pretending for a little bit. What's the next step? How do you, how do you, how do you change your situation? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, you don't know until you know. So one, you can reach out to maybe your primary care or have conversations with your friends. Um, reach out to us here at Red Dot Fitness. Uh, we're always available uh, to take a phone call, answer an email or whatnot. But, you know, you need to have some diagnostics. You know, you, you, I mean, a baseline. You need to know what your your blood panels are saying. What are your micronutrient deficiencies? What's your cholesterol? What's your hormone uh, level like? Hormone levels. <laughs> no, I, um, I agree with all that a bit. You know, reaching out and kind of getting a baseline. And um, I kind of, for everybody out there, kind of get a baseline earlier in life before environmental stresses and everything fucks shit up, right? On a, I think that's a solid point right now. So then we can see... So let's say 21, 22, I think is a great age to kind of get that going. And then when you're around 25, 26, up into 30, you can see the change of what's happened metabolically. Where have I gone? And kind of give yourself, okay, this is my lifestyle and see kind of where you've been. But then on this baseline, now reach out to somebody who has, you know, practice in this, um, whether it's a coach that you know, uh, and it, you know, you want to reach out to us, a doctor, whatever it is, but getting with them and starting a plan, whether it's starting nutrition, looking at nutrition, just getting you moving, right? I mean, there's so many different directions that you can be put in, but knowing what you need, like, oh, I'm just put, taking putting magnesium in my body because they say it controls 300 metabolic function, like shit like that. Like, no, what are you deficient in? Mm-hmm. And because we know this now through a lab test and we can, and I'm not talking about serum levels. I'm talking about intracellular mm-hmm. micronutrient levels, um, being able to look at that and be like, hey, selenium, I'm low in. But when I get my blood, it's like, oh, no, selenium's fine. But it's not getting into the cell, as we see right here in this test. Your mm-hmm. hormones are here, right? So you're able kind of like, this is a good direction for me to go. And then getting active, starting to work out, and then going down the nutrition route. Yeah, I think the diagnostics part is is someplace you go after you've dre- addressed some things right up front. And the first thing is, is I it's creating a team and surrounding yourself with people that can support you when you don't have the bandwidth in order to support yourself. Yeah, because it can seem very overwhelming. Yes. 1,000%. <laughs> and, and there may be people out there listening to this that are like, dude, I, this is, I'm very concerned about this, but I don't even know where to go. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is, is 
what I would say is don't panic, right? You, you're, we just painted a picture at the beginning of this of a person who has been, again, practically abusing himself for a very, very long time. And his body is still living. This is, this is not a, not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to solve for this right, like right now. So surrounding yourself with people that can help you point you in the right direction and support you, not sign off on your bullshit, but support you in a way that helps you get the help you need, maybe in the order that you need. So I think that's the first thing is like, think about the people in your life or your your team. And, And to your point, maybe it's a, maybe it's a practitioner, maybe it's a coach, uh, maybe it's just somebody who's been through this before, somebody that yeah. you can talk to, right? The second thing would be is to examine some of the basic things that you're doing. There's every single person listening to this, including myself, who's talking, will tell you, you know, there is one thing in your life right now. There is one behavior. There is one thing you are doing on a regular, on the daily, that if you stopped doing it, or at least did it less, your life would be better. I know 1000% what that thing is. I have a list of things <laughs> that I could go down and I know, I know what the number one thing is. I could stop doing it right now. And as a result, my life would be better starting now, literally right now, walking out the door. Um, and maybe that's a mental practice or an emotional practice. Maybe that's a physical thing. Maybe it's something you're doing with nutrition. Maybe it's, you know, you drink too much. Maybe it's, I exercise too much. Maybe it's, I don't exercise enough. Maybe I talk shit about myself and I self I'm self-loathing things that you could choose to stop doing. Yeah. I didn't say it was easy. I'm just saying, choose that one thing and start there. Start by creating some habits, some habitual changes. Yep. But what I'm really talking about is getting your mindset around making the change. Want, and that starts with, you got to want to be healthy. Yep. I can't want that for you. Your physician can't that want that for you more than you do. And you, you said that on the, on the show before, CC, just with regard to I... It's so frustrating for coaches when we feel like we want it more than the other person. Not that the person isn't trying. It's just that they literally don't Dude, want I it I can't as bad. be at your yeah. fridge at right. nighttime kicking a, a right. pint of ice cream out of your hand. Yeah, I don't you know. Can. We're like, oh, Jeff, where'd you that's come from? So maybe that's, that's, making you go to sleep. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the thing. So that one thing, cut it out and surround, surround yourself with people that can support you. Cut that one thing out or start at least, you know, a, begin chipping away at that one thing that you know will make will, can and would would make your life better starting now. And then from there, reach out, be looking down the path at what that plan might look like for you in order. What is the next step? Because maybe you're not ready right now. Maybe you just don't want it enough. Maybe you haven't hit rock bottom. Maybe, maybe you don't want to feel healthy enough or you don't want it worse than you want that drink. I don't know. Right. But at least, Hey, if you wake up one day and you, and you decided I'm ready. Like, oh my God, I just left the doctor's office, Scott. I need to I need to come in and see your guys. I just left the doctor's office. And now it's I'm fucking for real this time. This is like I have to do it this time. If you could just put that out in front of you so you know, hey, if this, then that, if you could just do that now, that would put you in a much better position. If you need help with that stuff, if there's anybody out there that's listening and they need help, like, well, I'm not really sure what the right steps for me, or I'm interested in learning a little bit more. I am having this issue. You touched on a, you know, you kind of hit a, hit a nerve, nerve with me. And I never really thought about this. Maybe you could help me understand maybe what I'm feeling a little bit more. We're not physicians, but we've been doing this shit a long time. And we know a lot of physicians. We know a lot of practitioners Mm -hmm. and a lot of what we're talking about. You don't need a practitioner. You don't need a, a doctor to get through. This is shit you can do yourself. Right. And, and most doctors don't even ask how much water you drink. But there's, that's, what, that's what I mean. I mean, you, going to your, going to your doctor might be 
maybe third or fourth thing that you do. Let's, let's wait so that when you go, like you have something meaningful to talk about rather than looking for an answer. What you're doing is, is you're trying, you can go and maybe work for the answer together with, with your physician or your practitioner or whatever else. We know lots of people like that and we help people with that all the time. So reach out to us here. Um, I'm available. I mean, you can get us here at, um, there's a bunch of ways to do that. You can go to rdftrainonline.com. That's a really great way to, to get us. There's contact pages there. You can hit us through Instagram, red underscore dot underscore fitness, uh, to, to get directly to, uh, get in touch with the, with the fitness staff here. You can go to Ironsides podcast, um, on, on Instagram. You can DM us, uh, you can email us info at red.fitness.net. That's info at red.fitness.net. I mean, there's a million ways you can get in touch with us. Give us a call. Yeah. And I was just talking to a guy last night, like he had hit me on, um, and, uh, he knows who he is. I won't know, won't, won't use his name as a regular listener. He was really thanking us for the episode that we did on the, uh, on the elbow, uh, pain stuff. He's like, dude, that really resonated with me. And I've shared that with friends. I'm like, dude, I'm so happy. This is connecting with, you know, for you and you're, you're able to share it. Uh, and then he kind of went on to like, I'm having some other issues in my shoulder and things like that. And you guys have been, you know, helping me to understand this one step at a time in a way that I didn't understand before. And I'm like, well, dude, how can we help you with the shoulder? He's like, well, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, oh, I'll just tell you this, man. I would be fucking pissed if I knew there was something that we could give you or a direction we could point you in. And by the way, this person doesn't live here. They're somewhere else in the country. If there was something that we could give you or help you with and you didn't tell me what it was that we could do, I'd be pissed that we had that information in our heads or available at our fingertips and weren't able to give it to you. I mean, all this knowledge that we have or these things that we share, uh, it's, it's, there's a passion to it, obviously, and I hope people get that from us. But I don't want to go to the fucking grave with any of this stuff. I didn't come up with any of this. Like, this is all information that's out there. I just want to give people that information. And that was the impetus of the podcast in the first place. So if you need help. You want to feel healthier. You want to be healthier. You want to live more vibrantly. You think you can, and you think there's room for that in your life. Reach out. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.